Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, personal trainer for over 12 years. I started on a completely different career path and headed into personal training with just a piece of paper that said I could do it. I learned along the way, building a successful personal training career in commercial gyms, privately and remotely. And now I'm here to help you, whether you're a new grad, a career changer, or somebody who's already a pro just looking to get better. I'm sharing what I know, the stuff the textbooks didn't teach you, and bringing on other colleagues to share their experiences. And I'm doing it with compassion, big smiles, and a lot less bravado than you've come to know in the fitness industry. I'm happy you're here. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Thank you, as always, for being here. Intro's still the same. I still come on saying the same thing. I think because I see the countdown come on here, and then I go, okay, what do you say? And then I say, hey, hey, like at the start of everything. If you, if you call me, I'm at the phone. That's my voicemail. I don't know why. Hey, hey is it. But yeah, that's it. Um, I'm excited about this episode today. It's one that's really important to me, and um, and we'll get into it. I just want to remind you that there is a little contest going on. If you haven't listened to other episodes, or you always jump forward, or you just need to be reminded, um, I'm on my way to 100 episodes of the podcast, which I'm super excited about, um, and I'm asking... A- if you would be so kind as to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and then you can screenshot it and send it to me, and you'll be entered to win a gift card um, that I'll announce on episode 100 of the show. Um, I've said it before, but the... The search function on these podcasting services is the more ratings and reviews you have, the easier it is to find your podcast. Otherwise, I have to tell people about the podcast or you have to share the podcast. So there are certain ways we can get the podcast to other people, but those are kind of the three ways. So this is one of the ways where more people might be able to find the podcast. And it's been a real labor of love. And I'm, I'm excited to go beyond 100 episodes and I'm excited about what's to come. So I want to um, keep it going. And I love reading the reviews. The ones that have been coming in are so great and I'm really appreciative of that. If you're not a reviewer or, you, or you're lacking for words and just want to leave a rating, that's also very helpful. All right, let's get into this episode titled... Don't underestimate the importance of body language. A direct quote uh, lyric from The Little Mermaid. It actually, so I was thinking about this the other day when I saw some trainers, you know, um, doing something and then I, you know, at a gym and then I also thought about it because I, I do have a TikTok and I was like scrolling through TikTok and somebody's losing their mind over the... There's like the new um, human remake of The Little Mermaid. So, I don't know, not human remake, uh, non-cartoon version of Little Mermaid. And they're changing some lyrics because there are some lyrics in these older movies that aren't, aren't great. And we know better now, so we're changing the lyrics. Um, the kind of like rampant fat phobia or diet culture that's present in Disney movies is is rough. And I've watched with my kids and have to like say things sometimes. I think we don't think about it, but this is how 
this is how our culture of thought is created by media and all this kind of thing. So anyway, just to say, somebody was breaking down that song, Poor Unfortunate Souls, and like the lyrics that they're going to change. And this woman is so angry because she can't change a little mermaid. That's her last straw. Bless this woman. That changing the lyrics to the little mermaid is her last straw. I won't get into anything else um, about that. But anyway, uh, so if, if you're really, um, if you're a diehard lyricist fan, you really love the lyrics of some of the Disney songs, I'm sorry. Um, that has nothing to do with the content of this episode, but I do like, I do like the line. Um, don't underestimate the importance of body language because I think trainers don't think about it a lot. We're worried about our knowledge. We're worried about our programming. We're worried about our client's form. And we're not thinking about how our physical presence with our clients is incredibly important incredibly important. Um, it communicates to people, just like we know that, you know, in the study of body language, we know that how we're standing, how we're presenting ourselves in our physical body is communicating uh, a lot about the relationship that we're creating or that we're in with that other person in the room, our relationship with ourself and our beliefs and our abilities beliefs in our abilities, beliefs in ourself, and I, be, yeah, beliefs in ourself. And I think that we underestimate that because we're so focused on movement in other ways. And, and it's a really big factor in how others perceive our abilities as a coach both our clients, as well as people just observing you. So if you are a new trainer or new coach trying to build a clientele and you are trying to communicate your knowledge, your self-confidence, as well as your rapport with people, then you got to show that with your body because most likely you're not necessarily walking up to every person. You want that all that information to be highly observable from passers-by. So let's talk about some ways we can do that and some, some do's and some don'ts. So when it comes to how we carry ourselves and how people perceive us, we can have an idea in our mind, but we also have to remember that that's simply our idea. And it is important and oftentimes difficult to get feedback from other people. So I don't suggest you just walk up to randos and ask like, do I look like I know what I'm doing? I would encourage you though to find trusted people, maybe mentors, maybe supervisors and say, is there anything about sort of the way I carry myself, the way I'm interacting with my clients where I could, what what do you see when you look at me uh, in the training environment? That's great feedback to get. So that's one really great way. Because again, you have an idea, a picture in your mind of how you look with your client. And then you may have a warped reality. So asking someone for some feedback, not everybody, people that you trust, 
Two, the second way to get feedback is literally to film yourself. And this feels funny, but if you're filming your clients to get an idea of how they move, you can set the camera up over, it can get mostly them, but you can be in the shot too, always asking people if they can be filmed, but you can be in the shot too and get some real feedback, real-time visual feedback of how you look. Because you could think one thing and then you actually get to see it on, um, see it recorded. I learned that one from Brett Bartholomew. He's a big, um, you know, uh, coach in the term, in terms of communication. And our body language is a communication style. And so he's encouraging you to actually film yourself. And in, um, in moving to this online space for myself, I've learned a lot about how I present, um, in spaces and because I've seen myself on video and seen myself with clients. So those are the ways that we're gonna get feedback. Um, We can also ask clients too, though I think sometimes clients ideally are focused on their experience in the session, and that should be the primary thing. Every so often you wanna get feedback from your clients, but you might not explicitly ask a question about your body language. But I think body language and sort of how you carry yourself is a great question to ask mentors, trusted colleagues and supervisors, and then to record yourself. Now, I realized I kind of jumped the gun on that because I wanted to talk about sort of what are the the pillars of this good, and I say good body language, but like ideal um, body language. I I think I said body image. Body language that we're that we're showing to our clients. Some of the ways that we should aim to be um, presenting ourselves in these scenarios. Again, not there's not one right way or wrong way, but but listen to how I'm sort of phrasing this. Active. So we want to appear active in our job. We want to be active in our job. This doesn't mean running. This means showing that we are engaged. So these sort of lean back postures, these crossed arms that are really common in sort of like sport coaching scenarios, this crossed arm thing, it does have an air of disengagement sometimes. And that's important to recognize. Now, All of our body language scenarios are context specific. So if you're working in a, um, you know, with a sport team where that is really sort of like the body language communication style of that sport, then maybe that's appropriate. But when we're looking at it sort of more globally, being forward, being tall, being our, our, our literal body directed toward our client rather than shifted away. Um, you know, you can think about your shoulders, your hips, your toes, had a kind of pointing to them. Remember, you're going to move around, but you want that direction toward them. So we think about those kinds of things. We think about how we're like where our eyes are focused We want to be aware with body language that we're keeping this professional and appropriate. That means if you are going to touch a person in an exercise session, you have got to have consent. 
This is a non-negotiable for me. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people are like, that's a silly thing, they're training with you. No, no, no. I think it's almost every single time you gotta get consent. Is it okay if I? Is it okay if I? It would be helpful if I can touch you here to show you this. That's really, really important. Now, you may have a relationship with that client where you've sort of specified that and maybe it's very clear. That's fine. There is a very, very famous leader in fitness who has a kind of program (laughs) where he's working on one body part. And for some reason, in all of his videos, he has to help that these women by touching their body part for them to feel it. I gotta be honest with you folks, tactile is only one way we learn about what's happening in our body. I guarantee you, if the place you need to touch someone is a place that they wouldn't feel comfortable with, they can figure out another way to feel how that muscle works. There are some places you just don't need to put your hands. And I can't believe that the person who knows the most about this training style needs to touch people there to get them to understand it. But that's another story for another day. Um, Again, you don't, you know, like hips, butts, chests, anything like that. You you need to have communication and then do you really need to physically put your hands there? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no unless it's clear and you've spoken about it. There are scenarios where I've seen that it's that it is appropriate. Um maybe not on butts, I got to be honest. I don't necessarily I can I can point to my own butt and show you something. But again, Boundaries are important with our body language. How we show boundaries is important. I show you that I'm not going to be too close to you and make you feel uncomfortable. I'm going to show you that I'm always positioning myself where I can see you from a professional angle. I'm showing you in how I stand, where I look, and the kind of energy I'm bringing. So I can do all those things and I still can have kind of a lackluster energy. There should be a bit of a spark. I wish you could see, I wish you could see me. Now it's not gonna be like that all, all the time, but think about how much money someone is spending to work with you. Now bring that energy. It's a little trickier. You know, I work with a lot of people on Zoom now and I gotta say it's a little hard. I stand up a lot and I do a little bit of like a one leg forward half lunge. And though you can't see me, that is that is doing it for me and I think that communicates some of the energy. Sometimes when I'm sitting down, I don't like that. I never sat down with my clients when they were um, training with me. Sometimes I sit on the computer and again, I feel like I have less energy. My body language isn't meeting what people need when I do that. So yeah, our body language communicates a lot. It communicates to our clients that we regard their session with professionalism, with importance. It shows the other people we work with that we regard our work with um, with importance. And it, and it 100% communicates to everyone around us the professionalism, the energy, 
the self-assuredness that we bring to our work. And that communicates to other people that they might want to work with you. You know what you're doing. I can see it in the way you hold yourself. So just um, as a quick reminder, let me go through these things I said. Um, In terms of good, quote unquote, good body language, we're looking for active bodies, a little bit of energy through your body, something where you're more forward in posture than leaning back. Arms crossed sends this sort of off, um, you know, separation from that person. We're thinking about looking at that person, looking at in their direction, as well as directing our bodies toward them. So pointing toward them, leaving enough space. So setting some boundaries, again, setting boundaries with physical touch as well. Super important. There are lots of ways we can communicate to clients about bodies and how their body should feel without touching them if it makes them feel uncomfortable. If they are looking for a little bit of help, there can be ways we can get consent for tactile cueing. And and again, just like general energy that uh, reinforces our professionalism. And then two ways you can get good feedback because our own perceptions of ourself can sometimes be a little warped and we can play tricks on ourselves. is to get a colleague, mentor, supervisor to give you some honest feedback and then to actually film yourself. Film yourself. Make sure you're asking permission um, from clients if they're going to be in the frame, but try to get an idea, a real um, real-time information, feedback about how you are portraying yourself with your body language. Super important and can be the difference maker in terms of how people see you and your knowledge level and what you bring to your work. All right, um, I'm going to keep it short today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am so greatly appreciative. If you need me, you can email me, Betsy at BeFosterStrong.com. That's the letter BeFosterStrong.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Foster underscore strength. Thank you as always. Again, I think I say it like 1,700 times. Until next time, go do amazing things. Bye.